Nutrition for performance recovery is a topic that I love to chat about with dancers, and there's several reasons why. Let's dive into them. Hi, I'm Rachel Fine. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and I'm the founder of To The Point Nutrition and The Healthy Dancer. I work with dancers to help them build supportive relationships with fuel, all while learning how to utilize food to optimize performance. Today, we are chatting about the topic of post-performance recovery nutrition. But let me clarify a bit, because when we talk about recovery nutrition, oftentimes we associate this with injury recovery or eating disorder recovery. But while both of those topics are ones I previously discussed, this video is particularly focused on post-performance recovery efforts. So this essentially means generalized recovery nutrition to support the longevity of your dancing. It's not periodization or specialized to either injury recovery or eating disorder recovery. Today, we are focused more on general concepts to support muscle and tissue repair after intense dancing. Now, it's super important to understand that what makes a solid post-performance recovery plan all starts with your pre-performance nutrition plan. What do I mean by pre-performance nutrition plan? Another topic that I've previously spoken about, but essentially this means that you are prioritizing five fundamentals of sports nutrition. So let's break down each of those fundamentals and then we're gonna dive a bit more into how you can optimize post-performance recovery nutrition. So first, we are focusing on adequacy. We want to ensure that as a baseline, we're eating enough throughout the day. For dancers specifically who are navigating pretty busy and hectic schedules, this often means utilizing tools like flexible meal planning to ensure that you are getting a sufficient amount of meals and snacks spaced evenly and consistently throughout your day. Now, what works for one dancer might not be what works for all dancers, but a baseline starting point can look like three meals, two to three snacks, spread throughout your day. Also in line with nutritional adequacy is the very fact we want to make sure that each of these eating times, these meals and snacks are sufficient in of themselves to support you. This is where we focus on nutritional balance. Essentially, you are asking yourself, where are my sources of carbohydrate? Where are my sources of protein? And does this meal contain foods rich in fat? We want to check all of these boxes to ensure that your meals and snacks are balanced. This is going to help in answering that question. Am I promoting nutritional adequacy throughout my day? Another key fundamental of sports nutrition that we are considering for dancers is consistency. To reiterate what I spoke about earlier, this is just ensuring that you're getting in those regular meals and snacks. So we've got balance, we've got consistency, we've got nutritional adequacy. We also want to remember variety. This is where we need to start to consider whether or not a dancer is struggling with restrictive eating regimens. Clean eating is a perfect example. Restrictive regimens make it challenging for dancers to prioritize 
variety throughout their day. When I'm talking about variety, I'm meaning a variety of different foods that you're including because the more variety we get, the more we are likely to cover in regard to a broad spectrum of nutrients, whether those nutrients are macronutrients, carbs, proteins, fats, or micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals that are found in our food, but it doesn't stop there. There's other nutritional benefits in our food that we will gain more access to when we are prioritizing variety. Examples include antioxidants, phytonutrients, and other functional components like the fiber content of meals. So we wanna focus on variety to ensure that we are gaining access to all of these nutrients, not just throughout our day, but even throughout our week, weeks, and of course, throughout time in general. So we've got our balance, we've got our consistency, we've got nutritional adequacy, variety. The final key fundamental aspect that I want you to remember when it comes to performance nutrition for dancers is food flexibility. This is a topic that I've spoken about at length both here on my channel and on my blog. Flexibility when eating, this allows for us to make room for any and all situations that might come up. We really wanna try and stay away from rigid food rules that cause inflexibility when eating. So inflexibility, this can look like avoiding certain foods or food groups because you or someone else or diet culture has just deemed them to be not acceptable for dancers. Instead, we want to be flexible to foods that are accessible to us at any given moment. So food flexibility is a super important topic, and it's one that you can read more about on my blog. Let's dive back into post-performance nutrition and how dancers can truly optimize their post-performance recovery window. Because for many dancers, specific obstacles might make it really challenging for us to think about nutrition in the post-performance period. Examples include time constraints, long commutes. So if you are traveling a long distance after dancing or after performance, it can be hard to get in a truly balanced post-performance recovery meal. And as I mentioned earlier, restrictive food rules can exacerbate this. So as you are cultivating a post-performance nutrition recovery plan, I want you to consider the following questions. The first, are your current meals and snacks supporting you? Are they supporting your energy levels? This is really going back to that pre-performance nutrition planning to ensure that we are setting the groundwork for our body to have the tools it needs to get through intense dancing. The next question, can I take advantage of this post-performance recovery window. So here's the deal. There is conflicting research. Some emphasize this need to get in a post-performance balanced meal or snack in order to optimize nutrient absorption during the 60 minutes after intense movement. Now here's the deal. Even though research is pretty conflicting on this topic, meaning some feel that there is this 60 minute magical window and others feel that there's really no 60 minute magical window and that's more of an arbitrary number. My stance, it doesn't hurt to consider post-performance nutrition. If you can get in that balanced meal or snack sooner than later, I think that's great and something that I highly encourage. If you can't get it in within that hour, don't stress. Get in a balanced meal or snack when you can, 
Or my favorite recommendation is to consider a convenient snack that you can get in after intense dancing to hold you until you can have a more sufficient and balanced meal. Yes, research is conflicting and therefore we aren't truly able to draw a conclusive decision upon whether or not we need to take advantage of those 60 minutes. But dancers will always benefit from a nutrition replenishment especially if you are dancing for longer than 90 minutes at a time. So that might include a performance, a workshop, one standard ballet class, which is usually 90 minutes in of itself. Considering that balanced meal or snack will help to provide your body with some really great tools to support muscle recovery. And what that means is supporting the very natural wear and tear that our muscles experience from extreme movement like dancing. Ensuring that that meal or snack has a source of protein to help with muscle protein synthesis after exercise and ensuring that that meal or snack is rich in carbohydrate to help replenish glycogen stores or your energy stores that naturally diminish after intense movement. And the final self-evaluation that you want to ask yourself when it comes to post-performance nutrition recovery is, am I considering fluids and electrolytes as part of my recovery plan? Once you've identified these potential challenge points, having that post-performance meal or snack, having it include a source of protein, a source of carbohydrate, also considering fluids and electrolytes, Utilize this as a self-evaluation before you move into potential interventions. But I can't stress this enough. It doesn't make sense to focus on post-performance nutrition recovery if you haven't yet done the work to lock in a solid pre-performance nutrition plan. So I highly encourage that you go over to my blog and read more about pre-performance nutrition so that you can utilize tools like flexible meal planning to better ensure that your body has the tools it needs for dancing. In regard to post-performance nutrition, a natural increase in insulin sensitivity prepares your body for the absorption of carbohydrates. And because muscle glycogen is both a key supporter of your energy levels and energy that diminishes rather quickly throughout your day, it needs to constantly be replenished. So a source of carbohydrates is going to be essential for your post-performance recovery. Along with this are those sources of protein to support muscle protein synthesis. There is some preliminary research to suggest that proteins rich in branched chain amino acids might be even more supportive of muscle protein synthesis. And this includes animal-based proteins like chicken, eggs, and fish, along with dairy, and plant-based proteins like tofu, hemp seeds, quinoa, lead rentals, and peanuts. Just a disclaimer, you might see a lot of advertisements for branched chain amino acid supplements, but we want to first consider a food first approach because the research is very wishy-washy when it comes to supporting supplements, even in this realm. If you are considering any type of branched chain amino acid supplement or protein supplement in general, make sure to run this by both your medical doctor and a registered dietitian nutritionist who can first help to identify the potential for red flags in your current meal plan to see if you really even need this type of supplement because chances are you probably don't.
As mentioned earlier, we also want to consider hydration when it comes to post-performance nutrition. And for a lot of dancers, getting in enough fluids earlier on in their day can be quite challenging for reasons like restrictions at studios, which I think are crazy. Studios should not be restricting the amount of fluids that a dancer can have. But that aside, some dancers might just not want to drink enough because they don't want to take bathroom breaks and so forth. I don't recommend these practices, by the way. Consistent and supportive hydration is incredibly important, especially if you are a heavy sweater and dancing throughout the hot and humid summer months. So it's super important to not only think of that proactive fueling plan when it comes to pre-performance and post-performance nutrition, but also this proactive plan when it comes to hydration. This might involve rehydration therapies as well. Getting in some additional electrolytes is one such example. I discussed this further on my blog and I highly encourage you to go check it out. Muscle soreness is another common question that I'm asked, especially in relation to post-performance nutrition and recovery. First, I definitely want to stress that there is no magical food or drink that's going to help to completely eliminate muscle soreness. It's incredibly important to remember that because many supplements might try to market to you messages like the complete elimination of muscle soreness, but this is highly unlikely. And to some extent, dancers are going to experience a degree of muscle soreness, especially as their intensity and level of dancing increases. It's also incredibly important that if you are experiencing overwhelming muscle soreness that doesn't seem to let up, it could be a sign that you're overtraining and very much in need of some time away from the studio. Working with a physical therapist could be a really great idea in helping to identify whether your muscle soreness is a natural product of a increase in dance or if it could be a product of overtraining. The latter of which we're definitely going to want to intervene upon. Now, as mentioned, hydration is super helpful, especially when it comes to helping to alleviate some muscle soreness. Maintaining hydration helps in the removal of lactic acid, that natural byproduct that builds in our muscles from intense exercise. Our bodies do a really great job of keeping up with flushing out these byproducts. But for many, especially when there's an increase in the intensity of your dancing, that buildup of lactic acid accumulates. Your lactate threshold is a very unique point for a dancer. It's the point at which your body starts to accumulate this lactic acid, surpassing the amount that your body can remove. And that's where we start to see muscle soreness creep in. While in most instances, rest is going to be your best tool to help alleviate muscle soreness, we can focus on a few key nutrients and foods that will help in the overall process of post-performance recovery. Omega-3 fatty acids coming from foods rich in fat like avocados and fatty fish are one such example. Leafy greens are another example. They're rich in a plethora of vitamins and minerals like folic acid, magnesium, vitamin A, vitamin C, and even calcium. Cherries are rich in anthocyanins and antioxidants, two nutrients that also help to alleviate oxidative stress from intense exercise. 
And last, turmeric. It's known to be a powerful antioxidant that may even help to alleviate swelling. So as you move forward in your post-performance nutrition recovery plan, take into account all of this reflection that we spoke about today. We spoke about five fundamental aspects of sports nutrition, balance, consistency, nutritional adequacy, variety, and flexibility, especially as these relate to your pre-performance nutrition plan, because that's going to set the stage for how your body is able to recover after dancing. Like I said, we want to make sure it has the tools it needs so that when it comes to that post-performance recovery, it's not necessarily making up for deficits in your nutritional plan, but rather utilizing tools it has and tools that you can now give it in a post-performance meal or snack. We then spoke about some key self-reflections to consider about your post-performance recovery time. Can you get in that meal or a snack sooner than later, especially if you're dancing for 90 minutes or longer? Do you have access to build a meal or a snack that is rich in sources of carbohydrates and protein? Both of these nutrients play elemental roles in supporting muscle glycogen resynthesis and muscle protein synthesis, two very important aspects to your post-performance recovery. We also spoke about the importance of hydration and the role that hydration can even play in helping with the removal of those natural byproducts that can build up from intense movement like dancing. So consider all aspects of your flexible meal plan and how you can then optimize your post-performance meal plan with a solid meal or a snack to support the longevity of your dancing. I hope you found this video helpful. If so, please hit subscribe so that you're first to know when I post new videos. I'll talk to you soon.